This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry, bringing to you the Short Talk Bulletin, published monthly by the Masonic Service Association of North America since 1923. Volume 95, number 8, from August of 2017. Masonic Discourse and Civility Over 300 Years Written by Brother Elbridge H. Brewer, Grand Chaplain of the Grand Lodge of Ohio It's hard today to appreciate the impact that the combination of Freemasonry and the philosophies developed during the Enlightenment period have had on the world. Monarchies were, with few exceptions, absolutely authoritarian in nature, anointed by God to rule. The king's religion was the country's religion, and the only real disagreement between church and state was in agreeing on who reported to whom. But one thing in general agreement was that to rebel against one was to rebel against both. It would be considered heresy and treason. The Masonic philosophy of the brotherhood of man under the fatherhood of God threatened the very order of the world. Prior, Everyone had an ascribed value based on birth and wealth. Social class and rank determined everything. One served those above and ruled those below. As this began to change, particularly in England, with the growth of the merchant and industrialist class, mathematical and scientific growth and experimentation, there developed a growing appreciation for the value of general education and rewarding and recognizing ability and merit that is, for those not born to rule their portion of jolly old England. While I don't know the reasons, masonry, to use a modern phrase, came out of the closet in 1717 and formed what ultimately became the United Grand Lodge of England, an event we celebrate this year at its 300th anniversary. As we surmise it, masonry had previously long existed, although its true scope was probably unknown, but it was not a total secret. One possible reason for its actions in 1717 could have been to facilitate communication and discussion of ideas across a broader portion of the country. Today, masonry helps us form lasting relationships with other men and their families that would otherwise be unknown to us. It helps our attitudes be more positive and supported because we know we are not alone in our beliefs. Then, however... Lodges often met for intellectual challenge and stimulation by conversation and discussion, providing the opportunity to learn from others, to understand another's point of view, to sharpen one's own understanding and beliefs. It might have been the chance, as well, to explore ideas that religious or civic officials might find uncomfortable, such as the election of leaders unapproved by those in power the formation of laws based on equality between men of differing classes and religious beliefs, and the concept that, from time to time, leaders would step aside, voluntarily giving up authority. Direct challenges to conventional orthodoxy were dangerous. For example, Ben Franklin was charged with crimes against the church for suggesting that lightning was natural and not a tool to display God's wrath or vengeance and the Marquis de Lafayette, who publicly championed democracy in the United States and France, had to leave France for his health, not to mention safety. The monarchs didn't fear his actions, 
They feared democracy. They feared his ideas. Perhaps the need to share these ideas in a controlled, meaningful way became necessary. In short, such new ideas could be explored within a lodge without fear of severe retribution. It's obvious that to have meaningful dialogue and real communication, the ideas must be shared respectfully. Thus, we come to the underappreciated gift, civility. The concept has meant different things in different eras and cultures. It doesn't mean uncritical acceptance or abandoning your own principles, nor never disagreeing. It does mean you follow certain principles. Brother Martin Clare, Junior Grand Warden of the Grand Lodge of England, in 1735 codified this concept for Freemasonry. The ideas are largely a reminder from an essay by John Locke, published in 1693. Clare based his approach on the need for an inward civility of the mind that is based on a general goodwill, that decent regard and personal esteem for every man. He identified four dangers to civility to be avoided. 1. Natural roughness. A man with no regard for the feelings of those around him. Rude, arrogant. 2. Contempt. Whether by appearance, word, or gesture, it is unbecoming as well as unacceptable, condescending. 3. Censoriousness. Constantly finding fault with others, contradicting them at every opportunity, and or interrupting at every chance to correct. It is necessary at times to correct some factual error or misunderstanding, but it should be done with consideration and as much discretion as possible. And four, captiousness, a manufactured offense to belittle an individual or idea, to keep it from being properly considered. Why is this important? If you ever doubted the need or importance our values have today for our republic, simply turn on the news. We would do well to remember Samuel Johnson's admonishment that, when the forms of civility are violated, there remains little hope of return to kindness or decency. Margaret C. Jacobs, a UCLA professor who has written about masonry, studied some of the documents reportedly released by the Soviet Union, records of European-based Masonic bodies that had been confiscated during and after World War II. From her analysis, she theorizes that if Freemasonry would expand and codify the rules that Masonry follows for decorum in Lodge, and share these with society at large, the fraternity could be a major factor in reunifying our country. The need for civility is undeniable. We, as Masons and individuals, can certainly continue to model civil discourse and to expect the same in response from those in the world. An assertive civility certainly has a positive role to play in today's society. But perhaps more importantly, as Masons we proudly display our character with license plates, decals, rings, lapel pins, ball caps, and so on. We are on display. We have the opportunity to live and model our beliefs. Now, in the 300th year of our fraternity's growth, we must have the courage to model and live those beliefs.
This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry, and this has been the Short Talk Bulletin, published monthly by the Masonic Service Association of North America since 1923, for the purpose of disseminating Masonic light, knowledge, history, and instruction to all the lodges of the constituent Grand Lodges of the Association. Content is presented here with permission.